So, Austin, did that recent hail storm cause some damage to your vehicle? Luxury Auto Works now brings you Austin's Luxury Auto Body for all of your collision and hail repair needs. We take all major insurance and provide same-day appointments and guarantee our work. Luxury Auto Works is your European dealership alternative for service and repair needs. BMW, Mercedes, Land Rover, Jaguar, and Audi. To book your appointment today for collision, hail, service, and repair needs. That's Luxury Auto Works. From the 102.7 ESPN studios in Austin, Texas, this is the Jeff and Ed Show. Welcome into our little show. Jeff and Ed still... Not here. Not working. These people just don't want to work these days. They should be back. Soon enough. It'll be back tomorrow. Jeff will be back next week. For now, it is Jack, Sawyer, and Garrett, much like it was yesterday, taking you in and out on these Austin Airwaves, the greatest city on the planet here on 1027 ESPN Austin. Got a lot of news and nuggets. Got the NBA All-Star teams being announced tonight. Ooh. Have some more coordinator and head coaching action going down the line. Ooh. First, gentlemen, how are we doing today on a on a thirsty Thursday? Dude, I am so good, and I am so thirsty. How are you doing, Gary? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. A little tired, but I'm doing well. You're getting towards the end of the week. It's about that time. But we will be with you up until 6 p.m. So for those of you who have been wondering, Jeff and Ed will be back. Do not fret. Do not Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, they're just dealing with a little old guy medical stuff, that's as right, I understand. That's how it sounds. I think the kids Jeff won't be a, running the asylum. It's a nasty much case of flu or COVID or something. All that's going around Fluid. right now. But yeah, Ed back tomorrow. Jeff back Monday. Jeff and Ed back Monday. But what's the biggest? It's probably Dan Quinn, right? That's the biggest thing that went, o- went over. So Cowboys fans, I know we got a lot of you on the in the area in Austin. I know that the tide is turning. Austin is becoming a. A uh, Los Angeles town. Rams town. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think Austin's becoming a Texans town. I don't think Texas will ever be anything but a Cowboy state. But Sadly. I'm going to push as much Texans propaganda as I can at all times. Yeah, I'm right but there with you, brother. Cowboys, you got a coordinator to hire because Dan Quinn, your defensive coordinator, has been tabbed to take over the Washington football team. The commanders. The commanders. And... Uh, to go with a Jeff Ward segment, do you care? Do you care? Yeah, I do. I do. I uh, I would say it's the pro- shockingly maybe the second best coaching hire. Really, second or th- no? I'd put it top three. Top three. So number one, obviously Harbaugh, but I can't Harvey. wait for that to not really pan out. Like you know, Shana, or, uh, Sean Mc- God, Sean Payton in Denver. Everybody got so high on that one. Well, that's a little year. bit of a di- different circumstance with a aging, washed quarterback and a young burgeoning superstar quarterback oh but but they have a ton of you know you got a old washed talent system around said burgeoning superstar quarterback uh the second best would probably be raheem morris and the atlanta falcons but uh then i like dan quinn i like dan quinn going to this team because he gets six games against teams that he has been playing or been coaching regularly and garrett you had their schedule up a moment ago if you have that i do okay yes yes. i do you they do have a they, I mean, they have a last place schedule. It's a deeply easy schedule. Mm. They have a very high draft pick. They're probably going to replace North Carolina with North Carolina. No, don't. Don't do it. If, if that's who they go with. But 
Don't uh, do it, Dan. At first look, I feel like this is just a very... It's not a bad hire by any means. Dan Quinn has the experience. He's been around. His track record in the biggest biggest games on the big stages isn't great. It's really good for about 75% of it, though. Yeah, but he has some big stinkers. Yeah. And and it's tough when you're coming off the way the Dallas Cowboys season ended, getting absolutely stomped by, by Green, the Green Bay. Bay Packers. It's when hard the to defense be, was the one good thing yes. all season, kind of. When, when that kinda. is your last image of Dan Quinn. I, I, I don't think it's a bad hire by any means, but it is a deeply unsexy hire. Like you have yeah. Seattle going with that, the youngest coach in the league. Getting uh, the the Ravens That'll defensive coordinator, them, but like Dan but Quinn, then again, it's just tougher division. It's it's not a sexy hire, and there's a lot of guys that were left on the board. I mean, Vrabel doesn't have a job. Vrabel did not interview anywhere. I know. I think he's wow. just taking the year off before yeah, one of these. Going he's, out, he's eyeing he's, something he's for next building year. Building a log, cabin. but uh, with this commander schedule, they've got it pretty easy. They got a lot of stink teams at home. Yeah, so at, at home, I think they get the the Bears, Panthers, and Falcons. Those are all bad teams. Bad teams. Well, they also get the Steelers, Browns, and Titans. All right. That's a pretty good schedule right there. With the the worst quarterback, Deshaun Watson, coming right? back. Yes. Yes. And they're going to Extend Baltimore, job. New Orleans, Arizona, Cincinnati, and Tampa Bay. That is pretty... I mean, even some of those road games aren't... I'm not super... Not, sc- Tampa Bay is a winnable game. Tampa Bay is winnable. Baltimore is going to be tough. They can I mean, beat yeah, New Orleans. They can beat the Cardinals. They will beat the Giants. Dude, come on, Dan. Beat the Cowboys. That'd be so fun. But now you have... I mean, the Dallas Cowboys are going to be in the market, obviously, for a new defensive coordinator. And, like, maybe, you know what? Maybe that uh, maybe that Bengals game is in the first three weeks of the season when Joe, Joe Burrow forgets terrible. that he doesn't... He's supposed to start playing football. Uh, from what I've seen... Uh, it's uh, an internal hire. Seems very possible for Dallas. That's what. Yeah, uh, who's the, out there? The players have been voicing their do? opinions. Uh, Go get DB another coach. college head coach yeah. to be your coordinator. DB coach Alex Harris, uh, Trayvon Diggs was but, posting about him. Yeah. Also heard maybe the D line coach. Uh, I don't think you're going to get. I mean, who knows? I mean, you're the Dallas Cowboys. You can probably get the pick of the litter, but uh, maybe not. Maybe that's not. Yeah, as, what's left in the litter? Uh, Mike Vrabel, I don't think yeah. he'd bother with a coordinator job. I, I mean, I don't even consider him part of like a consideration for it. No, I don't. I think he's no. way too high profile. Let's get takey. Dallas Cowboys defensive coordinator Bill Belichick. Yeah. That's not happening. That no. won't happen either. <laughs> I mean, Jerry Jones and Bill Belichick. I mean, he, he couldn't handle Robert Kraft. He's not handling Jerry Jones. Yeah. You know. But I, I would probably bank on uh, maybe. Either something out of left field or a promotion from within. Mm. Or, like, maybe we see one of these things where, uh, wasn't it Josh McDaniels took the Colts job and then got, he's like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. And he went back to the <laughs> Patriots and he goes, oh, I don't know. But I've also heard that Alex Harris may be headed with Dan Quinn out to, out oh, to Washington. Oh, really? So that'd be so funny if he just poached half and the defensive then, staff. Who, uh, what are, you know, be a great too is he's, I think he's probably. Edging towards being washed. I can't believe he had the year he had. Just take Stephon Gilmore with you as a free agent. So, you know, yeah. I forget who else is a defensive free agent for the Cowboys. Well, they'll be getting uh, Diggs back yeah. after he missed most of right. the season with he, the injury. Uh, all of the season. Yeah, he got hurt like week. He got uh, hurt before the preceding game. Yeah. yeah. It was in the offseason, I thought, right? It was right before the uh, Giants game. Yeah. Good stuff. Um. Well, there's another coaching hire. I thought that was pretty good. Uh, N- Carolina, enjoy that fella. Um, yikes. I don't like that. I don't like the Titans' new head coach. I don't think he's legit. He'll probably prove me wrong, but I don't think he's legit. That's just a tough scenario, too. You're basically moving on wholesale from your entire team. I think. Into an, uh, Alec. What's his name? Pierce is Alec Pierce. 
Uh, Alec Pierce showed us what we're going to get out of that uh, Raiders squad. And he has the locker room. And it's always an underrated. Cool, dude. He has the locker room until about week eight when they're three and five. And it turns out. Think they'll move on from Jacobs? Yeah. Yeah. Did he only get a one year deal? I thought he was franchise tagged. Uh, oh, did they tag it? Uh, yeah, because the running backs that are out there are Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, Tony Pollard, Saquon Barkley. A lot of guys that look good in a Texans uniform. Jonathan Brooks. Yeah. Somehow RB1 on that. I mean, he had a fantastic season, but coming I, off an ACL. I don't trust that. He'd be really good in his sophomore year. I am a avid uh, defender that the ACL injury is a two-year recovery. Yeah, a guy can look good. He will never look great coming off it. Only one of them did, and the way he did it is a... Uh, his kids. Um, <laughs> there you go. But yeah, Dallas, you are now on the ride. You are on the coaching carousel. Yeah, is that what Jerry meant when he said we're going all in this year? Uh, we're going all in on trying to find a new defensive coordinator. I mean, I think that's the that's always going to be the key cog is Jerry Jones. People have been saying that <laughs> for years. Let Jerry call the defense. Give him a headset. Put him on the sidelines. Give him personnel. Give him play calling duties. You know, not a bad idea. Steal steal someone from the booth. I think you know who I'm talking about here. Uh, Jimmy Johnson, come on down. That was the most impassioned. I've back. Se- I, that's the most impassioned I've seen someone related to the Cowboys in I don't know how long. Wade Phillips was a dead fish out there. Jason Garrett... That's all he did. That's all he's good for. And let me tell you, that's not me clapping hands. It's Jerry clapping cheeks. And now we got Mike McCarthy, who does a great Gallagher impression, smashing watermelons. Get, I mean, Jimmy Johnson screaming, having a senior moment during the halftime of that wild card game is the most impassioned anyone around the Cowboys has been in a while. Well, yeah, you, you've gotten to the point where you have a couple members of Generation Z here in the booth. Cowboys have never really done anything in my entire life. No, they, ha- they I haven't mean, been good. In the, I mean, they haven't done anything in thirty years. They have five grounding. playoff wins in twenty-eight. I believe it's twenty-eight seasons, which is as long as I've been on this God-given earth. Maybe it's my fault. You know what? You're a Cowboys fan. Come find me. Kill me. Maybe they win. All right. I'm the one holding you back. Texans have six since I've been alive. You know. Yeah, and the Browns have more. <laughs> I mean, that's obviously not true. The Cowboys. Have, what do they? What do they play in the divisional round? Or they're not getting to the. NFC title game, are they? Who the Cowboys? Not this year. I know they've lost in the wild card, but yeah, no, they have not sniffed a conference championship since the ninety. What would that be? Ninety six Super Bowl. Just think about that. The Cowboys are the Texas Longhorns, except Texas is back. Yeah, we don't so have bad. to do that. We're so back. You're, you're. I mean, the Yankees have won in our lifetime, but like you're like the Knicks. You had this. It's this inflated self of uh, wow, self important sense of self importance. I was saying that they won six Super Bowls. I was so mistaken that they are in the five club. The That's six the, is the Steelers. The Steelers, yep. But I just felt, I don't know, Dan Quinn, not a bad hire, just not any, you're not going to be like, the, all right. The Lions have been to more uh, NFC championships and in our lifetime. Imagine that, the offensive coordinator of the Detroit Lions saying, no, I would like to stay put as a member of the Detroit Lions than come be the head coach because I want to win. A team that was also 0-16 in our lifetime. We've seen two the Lions seen two. And, the, and, the and the Browns, Browns. Yeah. and the Browns have made it to a divisional round. Shout out to Deshaun Kaiser, who was the oh, quarterback wow. of that oh. 0 16 team. Oh yes, he That's was. Right. I thought you were going to say Notre Dame legend. Yes, uh, like hey, he, he was on the uh, he was on the field for the Texas's back yep. game. That's right. Well, I will never forgive Joe Tessitore for for lobbing those those jokes at us for the last. That was what 2016. Tyrone Swoops, T Swoops, eighteen wheelers. 
Him oh. and Shane Bouchelle bombing away to John wow. Burt. Track star. There it is. But uh, I think one thing is for sure with the Washington Commanders not hiring in-house OC Eric Bieniemy. Eric B the enemy. Whatever is going on with him, he'll never be a head coach in this league. Uh, year after year, people always talk about how great he is. He left the Chiefs after being an architect of that offense. After winning that, two Super Bowls. And now he moves on to the Commanders. Uh, Sam Howell was... Did he end up? He didn't end up leading the league. No, in passing, he, he only didn't. But he did. But he for was for quite a while. Leading in the season. for a lot of the season. But it's really easy to lead the lead in passing yards when you are losing every single yeah, game I mean, and constantly playing from behind. That was the Big Ben thing towards the end of his career. It's like, man, he has four hundred and fifty yards. It's like, yeah, they were down by twenty one in the first. Yeah, quarter. and how? What's the uh, depth of uh, throw on most of those? It's about four to five yards. Yak merchants, baby. But uh, I think uh, what I do like about this, too, is Dan Quinn seems like a bit of a hard-ass. Eric Bieniemy is also notoriously a hard-ass. The, the players came out and complained about but he was a little too hard on them this season. So maybe uh, this will instill a little bit of culture, a uh, big phrase of the day, culture, into uh, the commies. I was saying, I was saying on the earlier show today, uh, if Dan Quinn can do with this uh, Washington defense what was going on in Dallas this last couple of years with all the turnovers, hey, you know what? We haven't a good defensive name in a while. Call him the Red Scare. I'm all in. I like that. Mm-hmm. And he went from uh, McCarthyism, huge in the 1950s, uh, when we were trying to hunt down all these commies, to becoming a commie. Sometimes, you know, you live long, you die a hero, or you live long enough to eventually realize communism is <laughs> truly the way. Welcome to ESPN Radio AM. All right. <laughs> you, you live long enough to see yourself become the head coach of the Washington Command. You've read all the books, and it's time for Das Kapital. Yeah, they got a. They're the number two pick in the draft this year, I believe. Mm-hmm. Yes, they've got their uh, pick of the litter, uh, other than Caleb, Caleb Williams, Williams, most likely. But we'll see what the Bears do with that pick. Uh, there was a keep Fields movement towards the end of the season, and then they kind of went out with a whimper with that loss to Green Bay. But now we all love Green Bay and think they're excellent. So maybe that wasn't as bad of a loss. You know what they ought to do? Let's reinvent the wheel entirely. Get rid of the running back situation. Clearly, was not working in uh, Chicago the way they'd hope. You would think it would work with having guys like Roshan Johnson, Deonta Foreman, okay. two great, two great Longhorns, okay. Khalil Herbert, uh, uh, almost the reiteration of the human joystick. Uh, but why not? Why not draft Caleb Williams, run a split backfield where it's Caleb Williams and Justin Fields, and you never know who's going to get the ball. I got wishbone triple option. Mm-hmm. Basically run, run the Navy offense with those two guys. <laughs> Somebody's going to try it. Why not? Let's just uh, let's bring back the awful Wildcat. Joe Flacco was right. with uh, That the Wildcat's terrible. Man, but do you remember that first year with Ronnie Brown? Ronnie Brown. Was, and no one somehow, someone, they didn't figure, hey, why don't we tackle the running back that's the only oh, guy back there? They're going to direct snap it to the running back. What's going to come next? They're gonna, he's going to run it. Yeah. I bet he threw, like, he, you throw one. Derrick Henry, master of the jump pass. I mean, I get it with Cam Newton and uh, as a Texas fan back in the Sam Ellinger era a couple of years ago, that mm-hmm. power run to the right was basically unstoppable. Mm-hmm. So I do understand it, but but uh, most of these guys not built like that. But yeah, the NFC East is is it any more interesting today than it was yesterday? No, no. Dan Quinn. It's a hire, but it's a hire. <laughs> that's about it. Yeah, social media. The uh, consensus is not. People it's aren't crazy about it. Wild how in just one season they went from NFC beast back to almost NFC least. We had three NFC East playoff teams last year. 
Wow. One of them went to a Super Bowl. Dang dimes. And now we're like, what happened to Philly? Washington has a second pick. It's an utter collapse in the playoffs from the Cowboys. And uh, Dayball crashed back down to earth at an incredible speed. Who would have thought paying Danny Dimes all that money wouldn't pan out? Yeah, the quarter the the contract. Why didn't you franchise tag that idiot? Yeah, <laughs> you would have saved money in the long run. And now Cowboys got to pay Dak. How much are you going to pay Dak? Are you going to make him one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league? How you better not? You? And I I swung. I've had a a, a pendulum with Dak Prescott over the <laughs> Good last. Good for you, of, buddy. Thank you. Uh, but last year I was. Extremely low on Dak. He had a terrible season. I was mm. saying, oh, he's barely a replacement level quarterback. He's maybe a top thirteen, top twelve guy. Yeah. And then he had the season that he had this year. It was Kellen Moore holding them back. Yeah. And uh, Kellen Moore wasn't like, no, turned the over. to be the worst quarterback in Cowboys was, history. Was in the MVP conversation up until very late in the season. Yeah. I would still have him up top, there. Top well, three. Maybe three. Yeah. Maybe four. Was it? I'd have him below. McCaffrey. Was it losing the Dolphins game? What game did they lose there at the end of the year that really cost that? Because the MVP race became one of these things where it's like, this is our guy, and then they would lose, and then we'd be like, we don't want to play with you anymore. That's the new Happened guy. Happened to party against the Ravens. Happened to party against and the Ravens. That, that might have solidified Lamar. I, th- I want to say it's what happened to Dak against the uh, Dolphins there on Christmas. Because Christmas is also the time mm. Purdy loses, too, and we're like, we're done with you. Tua is Tua. I, I think the Ravens really put the nail on that one. They're like, really, it's time yeah, we're, to kill. We know that the Dolphins are fake going into next oh, year. We yes. know that they're fake, right? Okay. They'll be fun. They're going to score a lot of points. Throw a bunch of money at Baker. Yeah. Who? <laughs> Miami? I don't know. Dolphins, I guess. But I think we know. I mean, we, we know what Tua is. That's the great thing about these young quarterbacks is they don't take too long for you to figure out exactly Unless what your name are. is Justin Fields, and somehow we're still like, maybe? Yeah. Maybe? I mean, when, when a guy's that athletic, it's kind of, you're always going to hold out a little bit of hope. It's like it's yeah. like those it's like Jalen Green we've been talking about. It's like, well, yeah. he can jump really Dude, high. 34 again last 31 yeah. last night, averaging like 31 over his last Ooh. four games. He's hey, every you know, can't, uh, what's, uh, what's, uh, what's the time on the clock right now? Quick 420. 420. <laughs> it took us 19 minutes to get to Rockets. <laughs> we'll, 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 we'll pivot away, but we got a lot of NFL, got some NBA. <laughs> uh, it is February, so we are a week away from the NBA trade, trade deadline. deadline. We have some thoughts about this new rule in the NBA. Do you know about this? Do you know about the 65 game this? rule? We'll talk about that on the other side. You are listening. Oh, I also want to talk about this Alabama baseball coach thing because this is fantastic. It is It's good. hard to be that dumb. You're listening well. to Jeff and Ed, Jack, <laughs> Sawyer, and Garrett with you all the way till 6 o'clock on 102.7 ESPN Austin. Jeff Ward and Ed Clements, afternoons 4 to 6 on 1027 ESPN. Listening to the Jeff and Ed Show on 1027 ESPN. Welcome back. This is the Jeff and Ed Show. Jeff and Ed are out. Indisposed. Indisposed for the week. Jeff should be back on Monday. Ed should be back tomorrow. tomorrow. But for now, it is Jack Farrell. You know him. You love him. Mm-hmm. You don't know me, but I'm here. You're with Sawyer, who you do know from the Morning slash early afternoon uh, early show. Afternoon, the midday. And you have Garrett Wilson. The Garrett the Wilson. The Garrett Wilson. Wilson. Offensive rookie of the year last year. Impressive yeah, yeah. stuff. Thank and you. incumbent producer who is here with you quite often throughout the week. So you know Garrett. But That's right. 
We're mixing it up here in the first day of February. Aww. First month gone. I was Happy sick Black for History a lot month, of January. Yes. Shout out to uh, Julius Whittier, the first African-American to ever play for the University of Texas football team. Let's go with that. Oh, there you go. And Warren Moon. Like Warren. Love Warren, actually. Take we, that one we've, back. Uh, <laughs> go Oilers. We've been talking uh, some NFL. Coaching carousel continues to revolve. It's, We're still- it's pretty done. There's only one gap to fill, and it's a GM job in New England. And Dallas, D.C. Yeah. yeah. But signs are pointing to promoting from within, mm-hmm. as this did happen pretty late in the cycle. Uh, Washington, the final team that needed a head coach, goes with Dan Quinn. Daniel Quinn. Quinning. Uh, from the Atlanta Super Bowl, which took yeah. place in Houston, the Atlanta uh, New England Super Bowl, and the most recent Packers uh, beatdown of the yes. Cowboys in the postseason, and Aaron Rodgers wasn't even involved. But was he a DC uh, for the when the Seahawks blew that game against the Pats? I believe he would. He's the Legion of Boom DC. Yeah, well... But I don't know if he was still on the team for the uh, Super Bowl loss. The Malcolm loss. Butler situation? Yes. Which also wouldn't be on that defense when you get down to it. No. You had the Jermaine Curse catch, and then you didn't run it on the goal line. Golden Tate? Ooh. Golden Tate. Golden Tate. Was he... No, that was Kenny Galladay, the Detroit receiver who signed with New York and was just immediately terrible. Horrible. I actually love when that happens. That's why you can't be, you be signing these wide receivers in free agency, I'm telling you. You're, I know you're out on Mike Evans. I'm not out on Mike Evans. I just don't As think Texan. my team needs Mike Evans. Yeah, I mean, Nico Collins, the size of a tight end, moving <laughs> like dog. He's really good. And Tank Dell coming back. When's he supposed to be back? I don't know. When, that's when that's a pretty bad. Yeah, that's a pretty bad leg injury. Texans, I imagine have it a little tough. You have your star rookie go down. You have another star rookie from a couple years ago literally get cancer. Yes. And John Mechie. I bet, you know what, I could see Mechie having a pretty big breakout season. He's coming on a little bit there at the end. Yeah, that's uh, one of those injuries where it's, it takes you a little while. A to little get while, you know. He, he was fighting his other fight. But, uh, yeah, and then our other star rookie uh, completely disappeared last season. He was like, what if I just ran directly into the offensive line and refused to try to find a hole? What if we use a five foot nine guy on a tush push? That's not a bad idea. But, uh, yeah, Tank Dell. Houston, things are looking up in Houston. Another story that you may have been following in the news is this. Uh, you seen this? You seen this? You heard about this? This gambling situation down in Alabama. What? Did someone kind of wager it wasn't a cousin and it was? The Al- yeah, there you go. The Alabama head coach, the baseball head coach, there is a gambling scandal. He has received his punishment, a five-year suspension, a $5,000 fine, and a 15-year show cause order. Basically, if he's hired... Uh, to a position in the athletics office. I believe he is suspended by uh, not just baseball, but if he, you know... Goes into any sporting... Any, any, any sporting arena. I don't know why he would go into football or something, but mm. he would be suspended for those five years, 100% of all their season games and everything. Wouldn't be able to, to be involved. Uh, but then for the next 10 years, he will be under extreme, you know, scrutiny. Yeah. Under, they're going to eyes on them like a hawk. And if they do have more violations, then they will... Uh, get worse and worse, but uh, w- the one big thing that came out today is that they were playing LSU, and uh, the coach obviously knows the situation with his team. Yeah, finds out that his starter for the night is not going to play, so he contacts uh, somebody who is placing bets for him, mm-hmm. and he says in in the quote in the story it said hammer LSU, 
as the head coach of the team that's playing LSU. Yeah. Hammer LSU. That's rough. And this guy goes to a sports book, tries to place a $100,000 bet on a college baseball game, and he's telling the guys at the sports book, guys, I know LSU's going to win. If you guys only knew what I knew, you would place all your money on LSU. I know something. That's he was just, being very inconspicuous. I bet that guy's got a degree from the University of Alabama as well. Very conspicuous. Goes and does that. The sports book does not let them let this guy place a one hundred thousand dollar bet what because of his suspicious activity. What did they limit it to? To they fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand. So I mean, look, the coach had a five thousand dollar fine. He's getting that money back on the bet he placed. Yeah. Also, it doesn't take anyone to know that the number one team in baseball last year was gonna beat Alabama in baseball. But yeah, Brad Bohannon wins uh, dummy of the day, fresh off of Love that. Another ridiculous betting scandal in the SEC when it's Kayshawn, right? Boutte? Boutte. Got caught gambling. An uh, LSU guy. <laughs> LSU guy. Uh, on the other, shoes on the other foot now. Mm. But he got caught placing a ludicrous amount he of bets. Show, he like was hundreds playing. and hundreds of bets. Yeah. No, more than that. Da- daily. Daily yeah. hundreds of bets. Yeah. And uh, his name, Kayshawn Boutte, uh, his his username was like Kayshawn Butte seven because he wore you know whatever number yeah. he wore, and then his second account Seven's because he was a, placing a pretty high regarded number. Yeah, that was LSU a bad example too. because that's the the LSU number number. No, seven. he he, was, he, he was, was number seven. I mean, like Leonard Fournette, Honey Badger, all those guys. Yeah, were number seven. I think Odell had seven too. No, Lenny was on the team with seven. In the, uh, Odell was always number three. Okay, Lenny. then it would have been um, Jarvis. Jarvis, I think, was a seven then, but. Yeah, he had two accounts, one of them Keishon Butte with his number, and then another one that was Keishon Butte 01. Yeah. So, Brad Bohannon, the former head coach of Alabama, going down pretty hard, basically, with this 15-year, with the five-year suspension and then the 15-year, we're going to keep an eye on you, buddy. He's basically, he's, he's, he's been ousted from college yeah. athletics based on one of the stupidest gambling scandals that of we keep time. having. I can't wait. Uh, yeah, they are talking about how like sports betting is going to be a national issue it's, coming up. It's bad. Yeah. Like I, I don't know. I do have an issue. Like if you want to FanDuel, if you want to, it's all it's your money. Do whatever you want. But I do have an issue when it's like on the, uh, you know, the Am- Amazon broadcast, and you have the the pregame show, and Richard Sherman's like, and you know, uh, Aaron Donald, he's rated for over under 1.5 sacks and if I'm looking at this interior offensive line here I'm going to take that I, I do have a little bit of a yeah. problem with that do y'all and know anyone it's just like advertising medicine or beer it's probably not, not a good, good idea. idea that it's like listed in the game like you watch NHL games and they have what the money Props. line is uh, constantly what throughout the game it's like you can bet it at this um, do I, y'all, I, yeah go ahead do y'all know anyone personally that's got uh, issues with the old gambling yeah I know like 15 people it's so funny it's it's, it's like how we were gonna squish cigarettes and nicotine and then and now we have this out, yeah. and now everybody our age is addicted to nicotine my uh, wasn't <laughs> it was stopping being a problem my uncle Mark was a hell of a hell of a gambler uh, my parents had to try to find a way to explain to a four-year-old Sawyer why Uncle Mark had five televisions in the living room. It was just he was good at it. <laughs> well, to, you know, he was really good at embezzling money from his company to there pay off his bets. Oh, Uncle Mark did a little bit of time there, dude. Uncle Mark, cool as hell. Who would have known that I turned out to be a lot like Uncle Mark? I'm not much of a gambler. I hate. I'm bad at it, so I hate throwing away money. Oh, it's so and funny. I'm also not like willing enough to place. 
enough money to where it'll like actually move the needle That's, for me. It's like I'll throw ten bucks at something. I was really not, excited because no real football game this weekend. We got a little touch football game Rumble. this weekend, and I was like, "Wow, look, I'm not gonna bet money on sports this weekend. Uh, I can spend all that money on a T-shirt at the Eagles concert tomorrow. Probably about the same cost of what I'm gonna lose." And then I realized, I was like, but I could bet a Chevy to win the Bushlight Clash at the Coliseum. There it is. <laughs> How many surviving members of the Eagles are there? Uh, it's two. Don't, oh, my God. I want to say it's two. There was a guy Don that Henley. played with him. I can't remember what his name is off the top of my head. But right now, Don Henley, Joe Walsh, and then uh, Glenn Frey's kid is playing with him. And then All there's right, another that. guy that was a member of the Eagles. I can't remember off the top of my head who is currently Schmidt? playing with him, too. Not Schmidt. Dang. Um, I looked it up earlier. I'll look at it later. But uh, I like that. I like when an old band does that. Like The Who, 50% of The Who are touring as The Who. Is it Vince Neil? He's Vince back. Ne- yeah. Right. And yes. crew. Mick Mars is Not gone. Vince Neil. Not Vince Neil. Vince Gill. That's the one. I believe his name is. That is back in the Eels. And when you look it up, he's on like Hotel California and all that stuff. Um, You know what? I don't care, dude. It's going to be sick. I do love... Uh, it's the only Eagles I root for. It's hard being a poor. I, I haven't been to a concert in a very long time. Dang. You do sometimes get a little bit of a hookup here. Well, there it is. Yeah, we're talking, we're talking about gambling and how it's it's so fun. weirdly become immediately it's widely expected. It's the funniest addiction next to accepted. sex addiction, in my opinion, because both of those are pretty sick. And if you're like, it's like, come on, but oh, so you're telling me that like you constantly have to have a partner all the time. It's like, oh, dude, you're telling me that like you're addicted to watching sports. It's like, okay, loser, like. You know what we ought to do is just take away these people's television remotes, and then suddenly they can't really bet yeah. on. There it is. Yeah, betting probably a little bit out of hand these days. It's always fun. I, I love a friendly wager, but mm. now that we keep seeing athletes get suspended every other, it's ridiculous. Every, every other week, you I don't know why some, it happened. Was it Iowa that had yeah, like half a their ton? In the Detroit Lions had a bunch of gambling. The Indianapolis Colts, and now Calvin the Ridley new, was suspended for a season. The new rule too is like. You can bet on sports. You just can't do it on your team. You can't do it on your league, and you can't bet in general in your team's facility. You can go out in the parking lot if you want to bet on the Oakland A's to lose a game. But, but Pete Rose is not in the Hall of Fame. I don't even give me star on the Baseball Hall of Fame. I, I the betting. I don't know. I, I understand why, and I understand that you can't do it because it opens up a whole point shaving conversation. This, that, and the other. But there is something kind of hard about being like, I bet the over on my own touchdowns. Yeah, and I, and I hit. And I, yeah, that's, that's kind of hard. That's that'd cool. be cool as hell. But then you have like, but then you're like holding a gun to your quarterback's head and you're like, you're going to give me the ball. You're going to give the ball or well, my we kid's not going to college. We have it at the end of the season anyway. It's like, I need seven catches. Yeah, and so I, I get can $2 give my, that is gambling. <laughs> when you make a, how is that not gambling to put contract incentives into uh, new deals and all that? Saying that, you, oh, if I get the sack, I get a million dollars. My name is Chris Jones. If I am in the Players Association, I'm adding a stipulation. You're allowed to bet the over on yourself on any prop you want. Uh-huh. But that's all. That's it. That's <laughs> I like that. And and your team to win. You see, like guys in games that are blowouts having fits on the sideline. I would love that. Put me so in much. coach. Put me in garbage. It's like that's what fantasy football has done to us. How many times, you you listener? How many times have you caught yourself watching a bad game, a, a game that is over instead of a game that's good mm-hmm. because you need some wide receiver to get have another catch. You just want him to get, you know, he's like, well, he had, was projected for 14. He's a 12 and a half. I just need, I just need one. It's half point PPR. The way I feel about fantasy football is the way most Dallas Cowboys fans feel about that team is by the end of it, I hate them so much. I hate it. I can't stand it. And then as soon as it's done, I go, 
Man, I can't wait to do it again next year. <laughs> I'm, I'm a little fantasy sober. Good for you, because man. Because I would just watch my phone all day. I'd be glued oh, to my I'm, phone all day. I'd be like, all right, point two. I'm good oh, about five. that. I'm good about the separation during the day, but uh, it has ruined some Sundays with my old lady. She doesn't. She's pretty glad when fantasy football's over. Yeah, I've, I've been in trouble at, on my phone, glued to it, like at a mm-hmm. trade deadline, like when mm-hmm. Zach Granke got traded to the Astros. Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah. A, I was in trouble that day because I was just on my phone for like three hours. Mm, I got a stern talking to at Thanksgiving and Christmas <laughs> this year. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, you're not gonna show up and just watch football. But when Christmas came around, I got the job here. I was like, but babe. I have to it's, for work. It's work. <laughs> and that excuse ran out so fast. I have to watch this Portland-Milwaukee goes, game. yeah, yeah, yeah. Night. I understand you've got to watch football for work, but do you have to drink an entire case of Bush Light at the same time? I'm like, I feel like hand that, in hand, dude. I feel like that is probably what was the real issue. point, yeah. The real issue, maybe. But <laughs> you know what's way cooler than watching sports? Watching sports, drinking beer? Getting hammered watching sports. Take that. Spending. Oh, dude. Buying a beer at a Texas football game as a student, really a big mistake. <laughs> is because the the games are in August and September for a big part of it. Yes, you're out there getting a sunburn, getting Just the worst sunburns cooked. I've ever had. Sweat all over. Sweat all over. The beer's warm in two minutes. You get uh, stinky, and it's like you can't even catch a buzz because light. you're sweating it out immediately. That's why right now is the best time to start going. Show up before the national anthem. Get your beers half off. I've never been so proud to be a patriot than when I'm going to a Texas Longhorns baseball game. Nothing like a night at the dish. Damn. Funnel cake and the lemonade, dipping dots. <sighs> Crack of the bat, smell of the grass. The future of ice cream. Watching those losers. And just kidding, you guys are great. In the left field, you know about those guys? Uh, the, the folks that refuse to buy tickets to just hang out. Oh, you're no, not, no, no, no. Occupy left field? Occupy left field? I I was kidding. I like. I think it's awesome, especially when it's like, phew, I'm not getting it. Tickets was, are sold out a and Was it game. the Longhorn fans you know and hate, Steve Patterson, our former AD, but I'm pretty. He like blocked. It's a chain link oh, fence yeah. out there. He like put up stuff so you can put up through, stuff so they could get in. Everyone's like, man. But it is funny. It's like a four dollar ticket. But I like getting you could in probably there, drink way more sitting in the GA, smoking a cig till someone yells at you, and you're just like, today's the day they're gonna hit that Taco Mex sign there. <laughs> I got a you. I got a ground rule double ground rule double sitting over there. Yeah. I very rare that you get to take home a base hit. It's usually a foul ball, but that one bounced into the stands. Love gave that. the ball to a kid. Felt really cool about it. <laughs> I love watching people just be little babies during that when like an away team throws the ball into the stands or whatever, and they just throw it back. <laughs> That's hard. Oh, the the throwing the the home run ball back. Yeah, remember the guy that hit Giancarlo Stanton from like the top of the Green Monster? <laughs> like pegged him rounding second. That's nuts. That was great. I miss baseball. I'm ready We're for so it. close for uh, for the hard ball to come back. We are very close to that. Um, what was it? You were talking about uh, Pete Rose not being allowed in the Hall of Fame. I heard uh, one of the crate. This has to be the wildest sports take I think I've ever heard in my life. Uh, I was at Posse East. I love going to Posse uh, mainly because the pitchers are about eleven dollars on a Sunday. <laughs> it's a great deal. Uh, but you you see the old heads of Austin, like a gentleman that went to college here in the nineteen sixties, and uh, they're still kicking it. They love their they love their UT sports. And I'm sitting there one uh, Sunday, and a gentleman's talking about uh, Roger Clemens not being allowed in the Hall of Fame, and I'm just eavesdropping in. And he goes, you know. I don't care about the steroids, you know. It's just a, you don't lie to Congress. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, what? I, I was like, this is why you don't want him in the Hall of Fame because he lied to Congress. The I'm, people that lie to us every I'm day. Fine with the cheating. It's the perjury. Yeah, where I get upset. You know, I don't care if Lance. Uh, 
Lance Blood doped. You don't. You don't do that to the United States Postal Service. <laughs> so I'm just like, this is the why I I got up and had to like walk all the way around Crown and Anchor, come back, sit down. I was Got like, I gotta walk that one off. I will say the one uh, that really gets my goat is Lance Berkman. Oh. He didn't cheat or anything. There's no scandal. They just didn't vote him in, and I think that sucks. He'll get there eventually. He was. Uh, I saw a graphic. It said Lance Berkman Hall of Fame, but then in very small numbers, it said or letters. It said Houston Sports Hall of Fame. And I was like, oof, you teased me. You know, I was at. Uh, I had friends that went to the church that uh, Berkman broke his arm at during oh, yeah? a flag football game, and uh, I was like, this is why you don't mix religion and sports, unless it's NASCAR. There's some electric prayers before they let those boys start up the engines. <laughs> yeah. Do you see the the post about? Uh, I think you did the Houston and the number seven. Yeah, Craig, oh, I Craig Biggio obviously already Love retired. Uh, C.J. Stroud is Love looking it. like a legend, and Cam Whitmore has been a wonderful surprise as a rookie for the Rockets. That <sighs> one, like uh, that one made me a little premature, but. Uh, CJ Stroud, absolutely. I that love number it. seven. And going off of that, talk about the number 17 in Houston. My yeah. guy, Lance Berkman, and my guy, PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker. PJ Tucker does a lot for the city of Houston still, which yeah. I do love and respect. He, uh, he was my favorite player when I was a kid watching games at the Irwin Center. Mm. Number two, PJ Tucker. The More UT than Lamarcus. Like, Give me PJ Tucker. Over Aldridge. I agree with that. And uh, that for like two months, that Rockets team was really fun when they went tiny ball. Oh, he is. February 2020, mm-hmm. Russell Westbrook had the best month of his career, and I will stand by that as a member of the Houston Rockets. Wasn't it the 2018 season, though, that like Harden was going off for like averaging around like 50 points a I game? I think that was 18-19. That, yeah. that was the unguardable tour. That was ridiculous. Speaking of which, dude, Kawhi, why did the Wizards even try to show up last night? Did you see that? They got smacked by the Clippers. Yeah, we got some NBA on the other side. It's tonight when uh, dreams will be coming true or dreams will be shattered. Will my... Prince Alperin Shangun be named a Western Conference All-Star. Oh, come on, please. I also want to talk about this 65-game rule yes. and how do we feel about it. This is the Jeff and Ed Show on ESPN 1027. We'll be back right after this. Jeff Ward and Ed Clements, afternoons 4 to 6 on 1027 ESPN. Listening to the Jeff and Ed Show on 1027 ESPN. Back in on a Thursday, it's Jeff and Ed without Jeff and Ed with Jack Sawyer and Garrett. Close enough, you know. (laughs) It's a J name. Yeah. My middle name is actually Ed. Is it? No, it's Adam. It starts with a vowel. It starts, yeah. And if you like really scribble the A really fast or something, look at those fancy A's, flip it upside down. It's an E. My dad's name is Jeff. Edwin. Whoa. Jeff Ed. Does he know the guys? Uh, my dad actually played on a softball team with Jeff Ward years and years ago. Dad's cool as hell. Living here. Uh, people know who Ed Clements is, so. Yeah. Yep. Parasocially, yes. That's cool. He, he knows them. <laughs> but yeah, shout out to my dad. He's probably listening. Shout out to Jack's dad. Jeff. But uh, we've been talking NFL. We, we were talking about the Simpsons over the break. And yes. we were talking about how sad it was that Phil Hartman died. Was murdered. Uh, thanks a lot, Mrs. Hartman. But we did want to dip into some some gripes. Mm-hmm. As Joel Embiid, the star for the 76ers, coming off of a couple weeks ago, a 72-point game, setting the franchise record for the mm-hmm. Philadelphia 76ers, uh, a, a franchise that Will Chamberlain played for. 
So Will Chamberlain, uh, 70 points. Uh, That's the quick, that did the 100-point game happen? What do you mean? Did it happen? Yeah. It's a conspiracy theory. Yeah. Did it happen? Yeah. All right, I'm, I'm in. People yeah. are like, there's no footage of it. Yeah, it was 100 years ago. We yeah. weren't recording everything. But there's a new rule. Also, have you seen the guys he was playing against? They probably just threw him the ball. They were probably letting it happen. They probably yeah. thought it was cool. But there's a new <laughs> rule if you are not a, f- a follower of the NBA. Uh, this year, they, they have established a rule that if you don't play 65 games of the 82-game season, so 17 games, if you miss 17 games, you are not eligible for any postseason awards. That's MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, Most Improved, Rookie of the Year, I guess. Uh, it's an 82-game season? Yes, as right. well as the one that I'm the most upset about is the All-NBA teams. I'm a big proponent of All-NBA teams when you're making a case for a player's resume. Uh-huh. I think they're very important, and I think that uh, award voters already took it into account. Like Bill Walton, yeah. when he went MVP, it was he he only played fifty something games. They've never gone below that. He played yeah. like fifty eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and even that 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 is already. I, I remember that they hold out. in the last few years that was an argument against Embiid when he was going up against Jokic. Is Nikola Jokic two time MVP? Is Embiid always plays less games? Mm-hmm. And he he was hurt at Kansas. He was hurt when he came into the league. I think he missed his first two seasons in the yes. NBA. So Joel Embiid, he's always been a guy that's going to be banged up. And then the thing that got him the MVP last year is was the voter fact- fatigue. Is no not only voter fatigue, but the fact that Joe LMB played sixty six games last season, right? Uh career high. Jokic only played sixty nine. Okay. So if Jokic had gotten into that seventy something range and had done what he had done, I guarantee you a lot of people would have still voted for Jokic. So I just don't I don't think they needed to put the firm like, you are not allowed to vote because Joe Embiid, who's probably having the best season of anybody in the NBA this year. Yeah. He's not eligible for all NBA. Luka Doncic is getting sure, pretty crazy right guards, now. Guards, forward, centers. We can we can separate them out. Yeah, but Joel Embiid won't be in on all, the third team All NBA. And maybe his best season. In probably his best season. Uh, he's still he's still not super old. I don't think he's quite thirty yet. If he is, point, he's just thirty. At that point, when you know old JoJo's going to miss All NBA honors and uh, MVP at this point, do you really just? Completely, almost ice him till the playoffs. I, that, I feel like that's that, what you're incentivizing. Yeah, because at that point, then it's like the big thing is Joel runs out of gas in the playoffs. Usually, now at this point, you're like keep Why him, keep him fresh, keep him, have him play against certain teams and all that. But then, like, just really lay into it come the playoffs. It's like, well, we he can only miss three more games, so you might as well. He's going to, you know, you might as well make him miss the amount 20. of in, the injury you could cost by forcing him to play all those games too. At that point, and that's be. the talk is that he was mad that people were accusing him of ducking Jokic. And he came back, played a little bit hurt, then hurt something else. Yeah, and which, he looked I mean, horrible happen. in that Pacers game. Yeah, I mean, if you if you hurt your your left knee or whatever, then you're going to be favoring your right knee, and you're going to be putting too much pressure on it. You might hurt your right knee. Mm-hmm. So I think this is doing the opposite of what I think was one of the best inventions in recent NBA history in the play-in tournament. Mm-hmm. You eliminated half of the tanking with yeah. the play-in tournament. If you remember the, the the Wizards a couple years ago when Russell Westbrook was on the team with Bradley Beal, they were several games below 500, looked like just they, complete dog they going, almost into, did going they make into the playoffs. They did the, make the playoffs. Yeah. They, they looked like complete dog going into the All-Star break, and when you look like complete dog going into the All-Star break, you shut it down. Yeah. You trade your stars. Well, the All-Star break is whatever. But you... you 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 buy guys out. You let them go sign with a contender. Uh-huh. You you sit guys and injury manage them and to hope, let your your younger players get hope some reps. That you're going to win that lottery. You somehow hope Which you're going to win crazy. the lottery. They've really fixed that too in terms of yes. not allowing. Yeah, but then that Wizards team started getting hot in February. They kept 
stayed hot through March. And they were able to squeak in as a 10 seed. Mm-hmm. They won the playing tournament. They're upset. They make the playoffs. The say upset? I think so. Yeah. But they, the Russell Westbrook and Bradley Beal will themselves into the playoffs. The play-in game got rid of some of that tanking. Yes. And now I think a team like Philly is just going to rest because, I mean, they're going to be a what top it three seed in the East. They yeah. have enough cushion. Honestly, finishing any, Philly finishing anywhere between in the top four. Of, and then you get, yeah. Yeah, is you get, where you, you want to be. You get into be. the seeding thing where you're like, oh, well, we don't, we don't want to play Indiana because they're small and they can run, but we do want to play, you know, the Heat because we think we can bog them down mm-hmm. and and win in the half court with Joel Embiid. Shouts out to the Heat getting a win finally. Hey, <laughs> Jimmy you know Butler who still 31. hasn't won a game is Glenn Rivers and the Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah, like that. Well, come on, I think you. I don't. We will get to that in a second. I want to keep talking about the sixty-five game rule. Um, now, my question is it. For MVP, I do completely agree with you in the fact that it's like, hey, people were paying attention to this. There is something to being an MVP and the amount of games you play for your team that does go into consideration. But it does absolutely suck for the first team, second team, third team, all NBA stuff. What is the number then? That affects your contract. That yeah. affects that's your, why guys your are Hall even, of Fame. Zach Lowe's having a mental breakdown because he's like, oh, no, 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 you know. Shout out to Zach Lowe. Yeah, good guy. Um, but like, come on, buddy, nut up and use your vote. Um, in, in, in it's a, this is your lucky to live in a country where we can vote Zach that's what I'll say but uh but um it, uh, like I would say for first for all NBA maybe what tw- you can miss 25% of the season you play 75% of the season is that still I just I, voters took that into account that's my whole point it's well they like, already screwed up the all NBA too with the fact that like hey we're gonna eliminate the positions yeah uh, well I'm more okay with that because sometimes it's like the four best players were centers and, like, the way that some of these things are classified, like, DeMar DeRozan is still listed as a guard. He hasn't played... Guard, he hasn't yeah. been slotted in as a guard on any team since he was on the Spurs. Yeah, fair. But, I mean, I just feel like voters took it into account. I'm okay with it for awards, maybe, but then in a couple of years, I guarantee you we're going to have a situation where the guy who wins MVP played 68 games and yeah. the guy who was disqualified played 64. And are we really going to split those hairs? That's, uh, yeah. I just think it was unnecessary and a bad move to put a hard cap, a rule in place. Is this Silver that did this? Where'd the rule come from? Or is it a CBA thing? I don't know. I I have heard players say that they don't understand how the player association uh, would allow such shenanigans and ballyhoo. But. We got to pay some bills real fast. We're riled up. We're yeah. upset. We got Nothing more. Nothing like uh, doing that on our shortest. <laughs> <laughs> more basketball on the other side. Uh, the NBA All Star teams will be announced tonight. Probably should talk about the Super Bowl, even though I feel yeah, weird talking about it the week we, before. Yeah, we can throw something about it. We'll talk about how Longhorn legend Kyle Shanahan uh, will be leading the 49ers. But mm-hmm. we got a whole other hour. We're going to six. This is Jack. That's Sawyer. That's Garrett. You're listening to ESPN Austin 102.7. Jeff Ward and Ed Clements, afternoons 4 to 6 on 1027 ESPN.